Do you want to find solutions on how to make decisions faster, how to solve problems with your teams, or define a clear strategy that resonates with your staff and customers? There is a workshop for that. Hello there, I'm Nati Ravez, founder of La Workshopeuse. I'm a collaboration consultant and workshop facilitator, member of an amazing workshopper community. In this podcast, I meet them to get the best advice on facilitation and I'll let leaders and managers speak to understand the challenges they are facing. Welcome to the show. As I travel around the world, I'm lucky to meet interesting and inspiring people who in one way or another have a connection to facilitation. So I decided to add bonus episodes to my podcast recorded face-to-face -face in the country I am in. Here's the first bonus episode recorded in Bali. A few months ago, while preparing my trip to Asia, I discovered Chase Warrington's podcast about abroad. In one of his episodes, he interviewed Lavinia, manager partner of Livid, which is, among other things, a co-working space located in Sanur, southeast of Bali. So I decided to put Sanur on my list, and as I went there, I discovered not only a welcoming workspace, but also an incredible team. Livit is not only a hub, it is also a company expert in sustainable growth, turning startups into scale-ups through human resources strategies, remote team building, and educational programs. It was a real pleasure for me to meet Agnes Kay in person and record this bonus episode face-to-face. -face. She is Livid's Head of Business Development and gives us an insight into the world of digital nomads, what services does Livid offer for digital nomads but also for entrepreneurs and companies, what are the tools she uses to manage multicultural teams, and what kind of workshops or team retreats can be organized at Livid Hub. Enjoy this episode, and if you liked it, feel free to rate the podcast with five stars on your player. Let's go! Hi, Agnes. Hi, Nathan. <laughs> I'm delighted to welcome you on the podcast with one of these special episodes that I recorded during my travel across Asia. And currently we are in Sanur, southeast from Bali, um, at a co-working place I discovered, Live It Hoop. And I heard about this um, as I was listening to an interview with founder Lavinia Yozub with Chase Rowington at his podcast about abroad a few months ago. And then I came here to see this amazing place. And um, we met together last week. By email and then in, in analog live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So your name is Agnes K. You are from Poland and you are the head of business development at Livid. And I'm so happy to chat with you. And I would really like to hear more about you, your background and when and how you came to Bali. Sure. My path was interesting indeed. From Europe to here, it was more of an accident where the company I worked for was changing the focus to Asia. And I'm the one who likes to raise the hand to whatever is new, challenging, I'm not sure how to do it yet. 
Um, and I hopped on that ship, plane to be frank, mm -hmm. and landed in Asia. And that's how this longer chapter started. And I joined Livid three years ago. Yeah. So indeed, I'm focusing on business developments. Right now, our department circle uh, is called growth. Uh, so that's what we do. We grow businesses, grow ideas, grow connections, because um, uh, that's the focus of the company. Relationships, ecosystem, partnerships. That's how it has been growing very nicely for 10 years by now. Yeah. So I'm doing my best to continue the tradition. <laughs> and Living Hope is, as you say, not only a co-working place. If I understood correctly, you don't only welcome the digital nomads here, but there is a whole project and concept behind. Can you tell me more, what exactly are you proposing for services? Sure. So we have a company called Livit International mm -hmm. and uh, Livit as a brand was started many years ago as a, a community of bright, ambitious entrepreneurs mm -hmm. who used to collaborate, help each other, and they gave birth to many ideas, companies. Some of them became startups starting scaling up. Some of them remained small to medium enterprises. It's our lifestyle and vision choice, I guess, how to where to take the business mm -hmm. to a big scale or to sustainable, calm organization. So Livid became one of those calm organizations. And... Uh, It's more like, a, imagine Google office, mm -hmm. right? So you don't have to work in Google to experience the office, but the office consists not only uh, out of the nice building, like Libit Hub, which is very tangible. Yeah. Uh, it consists, it's, it is a one-stop shop for, in our case, firstly for founders uh, who would like to focus on product or service development and all the rest to be taken care of. The office gives you community events, connections, um, also to angel investors if you wish so. We have a large department that is focusing on maintaining the company, so financial services, payroll, um, all stabilizing part the back end of the company can be um, provided uh, by Livid. So that's, that's the idea how we grow, consult, train everybody who is joining us in the hub, but also virtually. We have quite a few remote clients whom we meet only on retreats when they come once in a while with all the team here for bigger team building uh, with their teams. As you said, you are managing also, or you are creating also events and workshops. And this week there is a workshop or a talk on a specific theme. You are regularly bringing speakers or facilitators. Mm -hmm. How often and who are the person who are coming for these events? We do our best to have it every other week. So it's not forced. People who are traveling and would like to share the knowledge with us, it's quite unpredictable. Of course, we, we focus on the needs of the founders, on the diversity of the topics, everything that is... Uh, business related but quite often it's from unobvious angles like the other week we had uh, in the hub event about how to become an angel investor mm -hmm. which was super useful for firstly for those who would like to become one but also for those who are looking for them to understand better how mm -hmm. they are viewed by angel investors 
And usually such events firstly bring a lot of knowledge, insights. You can ask directly a professional who's, uh, um, who, who, who's, who's presenting the topic and usually it's a bread and butter for them. Yeah. And it usually follows with some networking, sunset networking events to strengthen those relations. Uh, mostly events are for our hub members, but it also attracts people from the neighborhood or even from the whole island, just because they like the speaker, they're interested in topic. Um, yeah, that's more or less how we function. Yeah, it's it's really nice to to see that you have built actually a real community around Live It Hoop. Do you know how many people are in this community? Hmm, interesting question. How do we evaluate it, right? How many people are on the mailing list? Yeah. Who've been through the hub? Quite a few thousand it is. Uh, how many people are having active membership? That would be uh, around fifteen, right? Yeah. How many people are coming through the events or getting staying in touch with us by seeing us as well, or contributing somehow to to the community? I guess on the average that would be a hundred of extended. Yeah. But that's something that we, just like in ecosystem, it's not steered; it's just enabled. We yeah. have a fertile soil and. Flora and fauna will grow, interact, and correct, amend uh, um, with each other, I guess. Yeah. And would you tell me, what is the percentage of people who are really living in uh, Bali, fix, and the people who are traveling? Do you know about that? Hmm. Define really living. Um, there are so many people who do some sort of bounce between two or three countries. Yeah. And if you ask someone like that, where is your home, that you will get the list. Yeah. During the winter, my home is here. During the summer, my home is here. <laughs> Or during my kids' vacations, we live here and that's our home and so on. Uh, I guess how many... It, it would be probably 50-50 if we look into those uh, firstly Indonesian citizens who are in their country of origin, but also those long-term experts who have their own businesses established here or uh, have employment passes and just live and work in, in Indonesia. Mm -hmm. Half and half, again, fluctuates. Right now we have more um, second, third uh, base destination people because borders are finally open, uh, rushing to, to the destination they, they missed, they yeah. thought of, they wanted to visit. I am one of <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to click the bell to subscribe this podcast on your player. You can also follow me on LinkedIn for more information on facilitation and workshops. Which nationalities are represented in the team? Livid team, uh, startups team, the whole hub, it is a mix. I think majority of laws globally will suggest in some form maintaining the balance, yeah. uh, not having too many foreign employees. So it's depending on the country, it's 80-20. Yes. Of course, 84 for the country of origin, 30-40, 70-30. So it will be always this balance. We have more or less 70-30. Mm, if you look into the hub in general, so those would, could be our clients as well, it's like Noah's Ark, okay. which I love it. Um, 
own bands. It's sometimes I do this mental exercise and I just like look through the 20, 30 participants of events and I'm like thinking, hmm, Hungary, Austria, Indonesia, but some remote island I have never heard of. Like, oh, somebody is visiting from Korea. Uh, someone is from Russia, someone is from Ukraine, and all those people meet here within the search, I guess, of um, life beyond borders. Yeah. And that's the beauty, that we can all so easily meet and bring the whole world into the rooftop. Into the sound donor. Sound donor, yes. On Thursday. Networking, networking events during the sunset. Yeah. What I recognize on my travel is that Sometimes it's easier to meet the people who are fitting to yourself when you are traveling. It's easier than when you are in your own country because we are talking on a different way. We are not uh, limited by the culture in the country mm -hmm. and or maybe because these people are also traveling so you are like like-minded. Easier to relate yeah. to them because it's about the journey, not, yeah. not where you started or where you're going, probably. Yeah. And um, what are the, the elements to consider when managing such an international team? I guess the core is the inclusive system. I know it may sound mysterious, but that's a well thought through set of rules which are enabling people very clearly to make decisions yeah. and also to have different ways adjusted to their culture, but also to their personal preference of voicing challenge or feedback. Mm -hmm. There'll be cultures um, with a high respect to authority, just like in Indonesia. So saying, expressing your different opinion, different to your direct manager, something almost inappropriate. But when it's very politely requested in some maybe even anonymized form or in written form or in a collaborative document. Over time, we see that people are coming up with bold ideas. They are happy to politely disagree and they are right to do so. Because quite often those who are closer to customer know better what the customer needs, especially in some specific service. So crew from reception could see way better price structure because they talk to the, go through the purchase process daily. Yeah. Um, so why we shouldn't listen to them? Yeah. So the question is how to enable it, right? So yeah. that's, that's the, the design. That's also our core focus in trainings, in consulting to companies, how to carefully do it, implement it and nurture it. Minding where you are, I usually, there are quite a few systems. I like the oldest one, the cultural co compass by Hofstede. Mm -hmm. which gives us this by-country palette of who is where and gives you firstly the comfort as for a traveler, an expert. Why do I feel so different here, right? Clearly, it's a different set of values. Yeah. Um, so it's good to check that. Also, it's good to check that if you start going to some certain market. I, I saw myself and I heard from colleagues who are doing trainings that some well-designed workshop, let's say about democratic approach in the organization, in a flat that everybody takes their chunk, makes decision and responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. This workshop easily can be performed in two days. 
yeah. in some other countries, let's say in European Union. Surprisingly, here it, it takes longer, or if you do just two days, people do not get it because it's so different. It's not as uh, easy to absorb. It's viewed more as innovative yeah. because of the, for example, high respect to authority, which is, uh, let's say, native to especially, and they'll talk about Indonesia, native to Indonesia. Uh, the structure in the family, in the country, although it is a democracy, yet again with different roots. So that's a useful tip sort of hmm, to realize where I am, where I come from, so what is my perspective and products and services. They are probably also rooted in my perspective, hence how do I adjust it. Uh, in the case of that today's workshop, the clue was to make it longer, give people more time to practice, do more exercises, games, and it is adopted, no problem at all. It's just like with a higher innovation degree, more time is needed, more effort, let's say. Yeah. No, it's, in, it's interesting because um, when I do workshop to help teams uh, solve problems or take, make decisions, I use techniques that are enabling introvert to, to express as good as an extrovert, like, mm -hmm. um, and the techniques is known together alone, means you give a stack of post-its and they have five minutes to put one ID per post-its mm -hmm. so that they are not talking and they can put their ID on post-its. When I listen to what you say, this could be also a good technique to work with mixed team, such like you have with Indonesian people and other people who are not introverts, but persons who have other values and really respectful and maybe take more time to give their ideas. I think so, because you are meeting two quite opposite parties, like introverts, extroverts, yes. that could have the same feeling as we have this authority uh, scale from the cultural compass. Somebody will be on one end and on the how, how do we meet? Yeah, how do we get the voice from everybody? Yeah. If you'd like to join me for a podcast episode or discuss the challenges you face at work and how I can help, book a free call or send me an email. All the contact information is in the show notes. You told me during our lunch a few days ago that it's also quite possible for you to organize retreats here, events, we talked about it just before, uh, workshops for companies up to 70 people. That depends how we view our building, because we have four levels, right? Yeah. And uh, 120 square meters. Yeah. So the middle, second and third layer, it looks more like a boring office <laughs> with just ergonomic chairs and tables, but that's what people need to work efficiently, yeah. which sometimes companies forget by moving to an exotic location. Working from hammocks is overrated. <laughs> uh, yet again, the bottom is uh, more like a cafe style. Yeah, um, with a lot and, of plans. Yes. Uh, yeah. And huge nine uh, meters long sofa yeah. and whatnot. And uh, there we organize events also on the rooftop. Rooftop has uh, this 
fully Bali. It's like Instagram floor. Yeah. <laughs> Looks true. beautiful and indeed it's excellent for events and that's the capacity for those floors separately. Um, if we want people to focus and absorb information, especially when something is uh, innovative, uh, some novelty, we do it in the second, third usually, because yeah. uh, aircon, good temperature, focus, uh, and then we can celebrate a good team building collaborative day or aligning on the values, mission, vision on the rooftop later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's more or less the stretch. But to be frank, the, the most productive work happens when it's a team of 12, 15, maximum 20 people. That is true, yeah. And it's later you have a different one. dynamic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you have uh, maybe a portfolio of uh, different facilitators who can come, which are specific to... Topics, yeah. Yeah, topics. Yes, that's, that's how we work. Majority, we work with different universities as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, sort of each... Trainer is more of a professional with a blended background. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of business background, but my educational background is in sociology. So someone else would uh, have a tech background, but is writing books. Yeah. Uh, and we have this mixed, uh, plus a lot of experience in different companies. So each of this type of uh, trainers, facilitators, of course, will have the most uh, well-trained topics that they are the most passionate about and uh, yeah we have our menu <laughs> <laughs> and it's also good to have this mixed uh, team because when I see teams in Indonesia quite often they'll have a large part of uh, Indonesians and the other part is let's call them foreigners because they'll be fractional oh, a few Germans someone from Switzerland someone from Finland uh, someone from Australia and so on to bring them together and align them, I find uh, personally easier when we have also a mixed team of trainers. So we work in a tandem yeah. and also mind to have male, female, maybe different uh, different nationalities, uh, citizenships. Yeah. So we do a bit this trick to, to blend with them. And uh, yeah, I'm super passionate about immersive learning. I, I do games with people. I ask them to carry bricks from one side of the field to another many oh, nice. times. Oh, nice. <laughs> so they really feel it and get a bit <laughs> tired. And then it feels that I could have been talking with like a lecture for an hour. People yawning, maybe doing checking Instagram, maybe doing making notes. But then after exercise, after the game, it's yeah, focus. so fo they are focused and conclusions are simple to the point and they stick with them because they, they remember carrying bricks. Yeah, this Back is the point. point. When you are so, doing like, like icebreakers or energizers or, or even use, for example, Lego, Lego bricks to visualize a, a vision, for mm -hmm. example, in strategy. Mm -hmm. worked. What do we build? Yeah, yeah it's, it's staying more in the, in the mind of the people. Mm -hmm. This is what I recognized also. It's deeper, I would say. Yeah. It stays longer. I, I know that trainers use it a lot. I took it to an extreme. So I used to teach uh, language uh, as a foreign language. So uh, Polish. So I, I really liked the method was showing people the exercise. So let's go buy bread. And the class is like, oh, hey, what? Yeah, I just know one word, bread. 
And I'm like, that's fine. You'll probably be able to do it. So we try in the situation to function with some minimal set of tools. Mm -hmm. Then we look, so we suffer a bit. <laughs> then we look into, oh, hey, how can we do better? How yeah. do we request? How do we say thank you? How, to, how, how, how? So they are absorbing tools immediately because they just been through this shameful situation of barely buying bread. <laughs> so they take tools very fast and then it's way more fun to go to cafe, let's say, or to the bigger supermarket and immediately apply them. So it's super clear what are we doing it for. So I focus probably two thirds would be something activating yeah. and only one third will be a lecture or a set of tools or a few smarts on the slides. That's my style. No worries, I can show you the portfolio of our beautiful, uh, smart and well-rounded and well-traveled. I mean, that, that's some of them are employees, some of them are community. Really feel honored when I'm like collaborating with all the people that I met here. It's so interesting to meet all these people and yeah. Can, can I ask a personal question? I had a talk try, yesterday. Try. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 this is not so personal. Uh, yesterday I was at the beach with a friend of mine who is um, German, mm -hmm. living uh, here. Mm -hmm. She's married with a Balinese. And she told me, what I miss from Germany is the cheese. What is the thing that you are missing because you are living here most of the year? Can tell you where to buy good cheese. Some things are indeed way less accessible. Yeah. Uh, I, I bet if somebody moved from Bali to Germany, they would uh, uh, miss fresh uh, mango and avocado. So we'll always have those things. I wouldn't say it's food. I found all very good suppliers, little replacements of things that I liked from uh, my previous chapters of life. Yeah. I need to say probably the format of European theater is what I miss because oh. I was a heavy user of um, theater, okay. uh, a regular one. Uh, so here culture is very interesting, but it doesn't provide again in the la native language yeah. place that I used to enjoy. Yeah. Mm, and I guess it's always pleasant to have different perspectives and variety and just travel a bit. Yeah. Maybe discover something new to miss. Yeah, it's true. But you can find a good cheese here, no worries. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Agnes. Um, it was really a pleasure to learn about it. It's a pleasure to be here. Suksuma, suksuma, dear audience. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm sure we will see us again. Maybe I will come again for a longer time here and put my name on your portfolio. <laughs> and then see what else we can bring to our teams and yeah. uh, human collaboration in organizations. Because exactly. we spend so much time at work. Yeah. Every week. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Nati. Bye-bye. If you're a digital nomad heading to Bali, I highly recommend the Live It Hub to work in a Balinese-style environment but also to experience a shared sun donor on the incredible rooftop and meet lovely and interesting people every Thursday. In addition to the hub, Livid regularly organizes remote workshops and community events, so reach out to this team, you won't regret it. Then, as previously announced in my last episode, in the next episode, I will welcome Catherine Shepers and Michelle Howard, the organizers of the Facilitator Connect retreat, 
which will take place from 11th to 15th of September in the Netherlands. Don't miss this episode if you're an entrepreneur in the field of facilitation. You will understand why this event is a must for you. And until then, I wish you health, happiness, and of course, a lot of success. Au revoir. <laughs>